Thank you. You're listening to the Kate Podcast. Wizardamusement.com, the site to visit for custom pinball shooter rods. Easy to install, totally unique. Mention Blockade Podcast for 10% off your order. Wizardamusement.com, sales, restoration, customization. You are listening to the Blockade Podcast. I am your host, Chris Freebus, a.k.a. Shut Your Trap. Joining me as normal, my co-host, Jared Morgs. G'day, everybody. Good day. So uh, we're, we've <laughs> we've had our first uh, first major screw ups with uh, Blab. It uh, wouldn't Blab Blip. Yeah, first you know I, I'm I'm broadcasting for the first time with a, uh, a webcam, and I tested it out the other uh, day just to make sure everything was cool. And as soon as I log in, no webcam, and I'm like, okay. And then we get that going, and all of a sudden, Jared can't hear people, and uh, yeah. But here we are. We're 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 up and running and hopefully uh, with with uh, no problems. Hopefully. Hopefully, yeah. I was doing some uh, some tech fun yesterday, Jared. Oh, yeah, I, what happened? Uh, well, I, I got a new TV, finally. Ooh, shiny new TV. Yeah, shiny. LB. Which, uh, of course, meant uh, because previously what I had was a uh, big giant projection uh, CRT. Yeah, and uh, so I had all my... my video components in a rack next to it. Well, flat screen TV needs to be sit on top of something. So I had to buy a new TV holder and that meant transferring all of the tech into the holder. And of course, now I'm also dealing with uh, doing different kinds of cabling and everything else like that. So it was a fun day of uh, troubleshooting and re rerouting and, and doing all that jazz. Um, fun times. But you know, I yeah. find it amusing. Yeah, you can mount those <laughs> things on the wall, you know, it's there easy enough. Yeah, that count. still wouldn't that that wouldn't have uh, solved any problems. <laughs> <laughs> that wouldn't have solved a single one. I did though. Oh man! So I'm at the store purchasing the TV, and they uh, uh, this gal is buying also, and she's got a whole bunch of HDMI cables mm. sitting on the countertop. Yeah, Best Buy they're charging you know what twenty thirty bucks per H- HDMI like cable, right? Monster cables, yeah, they right, right. So, so and. And I'm just kind of like shaking my head. Oh, that poor lady. She doesn't know about monoprice.com where you can get these cables for $2.99 for six foot lengths. I mean, it's cheap, right? So anyway, all of a sudden the, the floor manager comes walking up and he goes, uh, ma'am, he goes, these cables aren't good enough for the TV you're buying. These are much too crappy. You need, you need to get better cable. I'm like, oh, no, 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 no. And, 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 he, and so the guy looks at him and she goes, well, what do I need? And he goes, you need that $60 cable over there. Like, oh my god oh my god the poor thing oh. and so so and she had four cables on the on the counter it's like, so now she's gonna have to buy four of these it's like, like major upsell i'm gonna let you finish like sales do but like no <laughs> it's not how it works I mean, I so wanted to just walk up to her and just be like, monopress.com, go here. You, you get all all the cables you want. And I, because I kind of felt like like I could get into an argument with these guys and be like, it's digital. It doesn't 
matter <laughs> from one point to the other. But anyhow, well, it's you know, in the in the days of the analog cables, good cables actually did make a difference. Mm. In the days of a digital cable, mm. it either gets a signal or it doesn't. That's end of story. You know, the, really what you're now point. fighting over is how flexible is the cable. You know, mm. that's about the end of it. So, um, I didn't. I I kept my mouth shut because I was trying to get out of there quickly and with my TV intact, and <laughs> not yeah. with a big boot through the middle of it. But um, <laughs> Anyway, people, do yourself a favor. If you are ever buying HDMI cables, especially now, if you need other cables, you can. There's, they sell plenty of them. But this is not a sponsored ad or anything. Monoprice.com. Just go there. <laughs> For the win. Trust or just go me. If you need, yeah, if you need Apple iPod cables or you know iPhone cables, you know headphones, whatever. Cheap, 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 and it's good quality stuff too. So, anyway, I just wanted to put that out there. Um, hey, Jared, uh, uh, I think we have a guest with us. We do have a guest today, which is pretty cool. We do have a guest. Another interview. Go figure. Um, right. Hey, uh, yeah, so uh, so joining us today to talk uh, all things Zen Pinball is Bobby Larcher. Did I say that correctly, Bobby? You did. Good job. How about that? Um, those on various forums would probably know her better as Barbie Babam. Yes. So welcome. Thank you. So Barbie, uh, excuse me, I'm going to go between Barbie and Bobby. I'm just going to tell you that in this matter. Either one, it doesn't matter. <laughs> Either one. <laughs> well, it's funny because apparently in order to work in pinball, you have to have the name Bobby because we talk to Bobby up at uh, Farsight all the time. Oh, <laughs> did you? Yeah. Um, you are the community, uh, community manager for Zen Studios, correct? Yep, that's me. I do all the support, all the social media, all that fun stuff. Wow. In other words, you are surrounded in the dark pit of angry people. <laughs> Sometimes, yes. <laughs> How did you wind up uh, becoming community manager for them? Um, I actually knew Mel, my boss, before I started working there. Uh, he worked at a company that I worked at previously. Uh, we ended up meeting up again, and he was like, hey, we need help with community. Uh, would you be interested? So that's how it started almost four years ago. Wow. Oh, wow. Four years. And, then, and is it just for Zen Pinball or is it for their other games too? Everything. Everything, Everything. we have. Wow. Uh, just wow. me. <laughs> that's wow. A, that's a lot of coverage you've got to do there. That's pretty amazing. Out of curiosity, how many games are we basically talking about? Uh, we have Castle Storm on every platform. Uh, we have all of our pinball games on every platform. Uh, Kickbeat. We have Planet Mini Golf, which was kind of before me, but I still help out with that stuff. Um, yeah, <laughs> quite a few things Just and more to come. A wee so. few. Okay, well, <laughs> what do you think the, um, the the most? <laughs> I'll use the word onerous, but you know, <laughs> what's the what's the hardest um, uh, game to support? Do you think uh, hardest in terms of just community stuff or? Like yeah. tech support type stuff. Well, let's call it a combination of both. What do you think's the um the one that you get the most um I guess uh, support calls for? Definitely the mobile versions of the pinball games, like Zen mm -hmm. Pinball on Android, Kindle, iOS. Yeah. Um, it's usually easy fixes. It's like oh, restart, re-download kind of thing. Yeah. Um, sometimes way harder than that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, but, I know you've got me out a couple of times as well. I've had some weird things happening um, on Android. So, yeah, I've, I've appreciated your help whenever we've um, had a support issue. So it's been oh, great. Oh, yeah. Yeah, See, you, know, I, you know that better than anyone. Oh, so. yeah. I've been <laughs> hanging around in the Zen Android forum for a while now. I've seen all sorts of things come through there. Like yeah. the migration over to um, 
uh, Google Play games and Swarm. That was interesting. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's always fun, losing scores and achievements and everyone's upset. Yeah. Every, <laughs> Understandably every, so, though. Every migration's hard, but yeah, that went pretty well. Yeah. It wasn't too bad. So Zen Pinball turned out to be, that was my first pinball game on my PS3. Um, I hadn't discovered uh, the pinballer, well, Pinball Hall of Fame yet, and I don't even know how I wound up uh, finding it, but it was when it first released with their first four tables on uh, on PlayStation, which was, you know, Tesla and Shaman, uh, B12. And uh, my my big technical issue was, and this is, again, New TV, I don't have this problem anymore. But it was, um, the game was, I think, in 720 Progressive. My TV wouldn't display 720. It only did uh, 480 or 1080i. And therefore, it was letterboxing the table there for being playing with oval balls. And that was really quite annoying. (laughs) And and, and the funny thing was, was it was for all Zen games, because I think I downloaded Planet Mini Golf. Um, just to see, and it was the exact same problem. And and I contacted its customer support, and they're just kind of like, don't know what the problem is, and it's your TV. <laughs> um, so that was one of the first oh, things I did. <laughs> it's your TV, a new one. <laughs> so that was one of the first things that I did yesterday. Once I had the TV up, it was like, okay, let's let's see Zen, let's make sure it works. So boom, up it came. And then because it's a 3D TV, I got to look at it in 3D, and Ooh. I got to say that that is a world of difference on Zen tables. I mean, I, I think I threw up a Star Wars table and it was just like, wow, look at that. It's just so really deep and things cool. are going on. And yeah, it's very, very cool looking. Hey, um, um, Chris, speaking of 3D, there was at one point on Android, I think, and Bobby, you can probably confirm or deny how this, this might work. This is more of a, a bit of a tech question, so feel free to opt out. <laughs> but at one <laughs> well, point... Are you talking about when it was like in 3D for a certain yeah. some sort of... I, I had, can't even remember what it was. I just remember you being like, it's in 3D for some reason. It's, and it's really <laughs> cool. Like, it was awesome to see the 3D. Like, it was choppy as anything. But um, I was actually playing through the choppiness because 3D, it was amazing. To, cause, That's you know, awesome. I, I actually had a tablet that you could actually um, plug into HDMI and actually have a direct connection. And that's the only reason why it worked. And... And I'm, I'm, it's one of those things now I've actually got a um, a Shield tablet, which has basically got a PC processor in it. Um, it'll be amazing to see what it would be like now with um, 3D support on the console. Sorry, not on console, on Android, because it'd be able to do it. No problems at all. It'd be able to keep up with the oh, yeah. rate. But yeah, it's um, it'd be kind of cool to actually get that enabled on some of the Android builds again. I know it's probably not going to happen, <laughs> but it would be cool. Yeah, I don't know what they're planning for 3D stuff as far as mobile goes. So I, that was kind of those one like a fluke sort of thing. It was totally I don't know. A fluke. Yeah, I just went. <laughs> yeah. oh. Is it in? Isn't it in 3D on the 3DS? Yeah, it is. Okay. That That's one is like a totally different version. We had to like scale everything down because it's obviously a tiny screen mm-hmm. and it's not a as good of a processor. So everything has to be basically redone for wow. a 3DS. Okay. That's yeah. That's a big challenge. <laughs> Do you have no one? wonder uh, was... no wonder it's like the things don't come out with, with 3ds that easily yeah. <laughs> are there any other platforms like that that give you guys challenges as far as like having to do a lot of changes to the base sort of um uh, code base yeah i would say nintendo platforms wii u and 3ds both are pretty rough oh, right. <laughs> hmm. yeah i don't know firsthand i'm just 
community, but yeah. <laughs> I know the team <laughs> complains a lot. Yeah, right. Yeah. Speaking of the team, what is the uh, general size of the talent pool that they have? Where uh, I should ask this first. Where is N uh, based? Budapest. Budapest. Okay, Budapest. thank you. Right. Um, the so how many people do they have working over there uh, specifically on pinball? But I mean, in general, how big is the company? Uh, in general, it's about eighty people total now. I think. Um, wow. Yeah. <laughs> well, I think when I first started, there was like forty or fifty. Okay. So we've grown quite a bit. Um, as far as pinball, I think about half of that is pinball. Wow. Okay. That's a good, decent sized number. (laughs) Is, uh, do they have a, um, like what would Zen say their flagship game is? Is it the pinball or is it something else? Oh yeah, definitely pinball. It is definitely. Okay. That's, yeah. So that's pretty much where their, uh, where their efforts go first. Okay. Um, yeah, I mean, like I said, we have separate teams for separate yeah. teams. So, like, Kickbeat was probably five people. Uh, and then it we switch people around a lot. But, yeah, pinball's most the usually the priority. <laughs> <laughs> um, with a company's name like Zen, uh, obviously they must have a philosophy. Um, what is Zen's philosophy in terms of pinball? You know, thinking in terms of ball times and story modes versus just, you know, keeping the ball from draining. Oh, uh, mostly we want to tell a story. Okay. Uh, that's really important to us. Um, like if you've seen, I'm sure you've played like a lot of the Marvel stuff, yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah. Those usually go with an arc and, you know, it tells a lot of, a lot of the story. Sorry. I'm really echoey. So I'm, I'm having a hard time talking. <laughs> oh, that's okay. <laughs> but, um, yeah, we want to tell a story, uh, with the visual layout and with the lines we include, like, for example, on infinity gauntlet, we had, I think that was at the time, uh, the one with the most unique lines. I think it had something like 130 something, uh, unique lines. Oh, wow. Um, but we want to go beyond like simple, just like score accumulation mechanics and actually craft, you know, thematic elements that drive the experience. So, you know, you had certain, Again, on Infinity, Infinity Gauntlet, we had different balls that did different things. So, like, something would happen and it would flip the table, and that's the reality gem or whatever. And, like, certain things like that, um, we like adding, you know, not just lines and, like, little things happening on the table, but, like, big thematic elements make it extra cool, I think. That's uh, it's, it's interesting that you mention, especially with the Marvel tables, because um, in terms of a game like Infinity Gauntlet, after seeing some of the movies, all of a sudden it made sense. Right? <laughs> you know, where it's like, oh, oh, I get where they're going for it, and and my scores improved. It was it was the most bizarre thing. <laughs> That's what you know uh, propelled me forward. But you're right. I mean, I definitely get the stories in in all of these. Mm-hmm. That's something I really yeah. There's a lot do. of more obscure ones like Doctor Strange. I wasn't super familiar with, but then. Once I started playing the table before it came out, I was like, whoa, this is awesome. I have to read all of this. So now I'm trying to go through and like read as much as I can, especially now that the movie's coming out uh, what, next right. year, I think. So, yeah. 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 I'm, I'm curious to know if you guys get um, an uptick then on some of those older tables that were done before the movies came out. Oh, yeah, definitely. Um, we did Captain America quite a while ago uh, before I started at Zen. And when the you know, Captain America and Avengers and all that, uh, all the, you know, newer movies started coming out. We definitely had uh, an increased interest in those when, when the movies came up. I'm curious about uh, what the development time is on 
each of these tables. Um, I mean, maybe talk us from, you know, from idea to design to build to release. I mean, how long does it does it take? Um, usually about a year from the time we decide we're going to do a table to release. Um, that's does include just like talking to the licensors and seeing, you know, mm -hmm. what's going to happen, what they want to do, what what they want to focus on, uh, that sort of thing, how we're going to market it, all that stuff. Um, as far as making the table from the time we actually start making it and designing it and everything, it's usually six to nine months of that year. Wow. So, that's a what a while. That, that kind of explains <laughs> the polish. That. <laughs> wow. So that pretty much then explains the polish on your guys' tables. Yeah. yeah. We definitely I, spend a lot of time on each one and make sure it's, you know, a unique experience. And, you know, you'll see like different things like repeating from table to table. Like there are certain things we keep for every table. Um, but like I said, like there's, there's totally different things for every single table. We don't do templates. We don't do skins that we just change the colors on or anything. Mm -hmm. So everything is unique to that theme. The thing I really like about a lot of the Zen tables is how you play homage to some of the, um, pinball designers, um, that have gone before you. Like, uh, I'm thinking of on the, we've been used, doing the Zen book club, um, here on Blarcade where we go through and. Which we're doing a wrap up probably next week yeah, <laughs> for actually, the, for the first time. We need to put our reviews <laughs> in for that. So what we do is, um, each month we pick a couple of Zen tables and we play through them. We actually like go through, look at the guides, um, done by Shuryukun to the chin. And, um, he's got some great guides up there. Um, and one of the ones that I've been playing recently is uh, Ghost Rider, and that's got that um, sort of pinbots and jackbot style um, uh, spiral that you skill shot into, and it's got the the jump ramps that are a little bit like um, No Fear, which should be coming out in Pinball Arcade next month. Um, so it's it's these sort of game elements that um, I, I think make people, even though the, the tables have a very unique design, um, I think those sort of design elements make people more comfortable with the tables that you guys offer. Like touchstones that we can all attach to. Yeah. Yeah. There's definitely, um, you know, each designer we have, I think right now we have six or more, I think probably more than that, actually more like 10. Uh, but it depends on the designer. Uh, they definitely incorporate elements of their favorite real life tables sometimes. So, you know, maybe they'll be obsessed with playing one table for a while and be like, you know, I want to, do something like that in one of our tables. So yeah, there are definitely real life elements inspired in our tables. So yeah, with uh, all your well, I shouldn't say all, but uh, the majority of your tables are licensed. Um, how much input do the licensors have regarding the tables and and what gets put on, or is it do they kind of leave you up to your own devices? It depends. Um, a lot of them actually are really into pinball. <laughs> we found out, uh, especially through doing the portal table, uh, a lot of the guys at Valve are super, super into pinball, like uh, uh, world champion kind of. <laughs> I can't right. say who it is, but. <laughs> right. Uh, All right. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so, like IFP really... ranked type of people. Yeah. Oh, wow. Uh, yeah, some of them are super into it, so they tend to, you know, want to have more input. Some of them stay back and go, we trust you, do, you know, do what you think is cool, show us what you have, we'll say yes or no kind of thing. So it varies, but most of the time they're pretty involved in what they want. So. I'm just, because I'm curious in terms of like when the South Park tables came out, um, they were miles above better than what Sega had put out, because Sega's just more... When they put out the actual table, it was kind of like, it seemed like, 
oh yeah, here's the things you guys remember, you know, recognize, and we'll just pull audio clips from the various shows and, and assemble it. Whereas the tables you guys put in, I would almost swear that Matt and Trey really got in there with you. I mean, it's obviously they recorded a whole bunch of new dialogue for it and everything and really put their input. I mean, it has just a pure South Park stamp on it. Oh yeah, they were super involved. Uh, they wanted to make sure it was a certain way and everything was represented in a way that they liked. Um, like you said, there were lines, extra lines and stuff like that. Um, but yeah, they were really involved in the process, which was awesome. <laughs> and people really love those tables. So I think it was definitely worth, you know, working that closely with them. So with all these licenses, uh, something that we're always debating uh, when we talk about pinball arcade, it's, um, you know, they're always, oh, that's a licensed table. Are we going to be able to do it? Are we going to be able to not? You guys have managed to secure some pretty huge licenses, and you've never once had to pass the cost on to the customers via Kickstarter or anything. I mean, your your table prices are always the same on these. How have you managed to achieve this? It's, it's a mystery to me <laughs> and me. Um, well, we do a lot of the original stuff, so that helps us not have to charge quite as much on the licensed stuff. So keeping everything at an even price for as long as we've been putting it out definitely helps. Um, you know, when you log on, you expect certain things to cost a certain price. We don't want to change that too much. Um, you know, we rarely change our prices. The only time we've ever had uh, anything like that was the Star Wars packs only had three tables. Oh, um, instead of the four. Instead of the four. Mm -hmm. But that was just because of the way we had the packs set up and it didn't really work the way we wanted with four. So um, that was the only time we really... It seemed like more because you had to pay 10 bucks for the three tables instead of the usual four. But most of the time with Star Wars, people are like, we don't care. <laughs> we just want it. <laughs> so <laughs> I don't think. Do you know, really uh, if, since you've been there for four years, you, you have to have been beforehand. Maybe you can answer this question. But when you guys secured both Marvel and Star Wars, that was prior to Disney purchasing those licenses. Right. Um, now that Disney has those licenses, are you was Disney helping to approach, you know, basically was that a smooth, easy transition kind of thing? Or was that something that now you have to go and relicense with them? No, it didn't really change much. We still had our same because uh, we did Marvel first. Yeah. Um, and we worked with them for a really long time. They've always been really awesome with us. Um, they were kind of our first big license. So there are there are babies. <laughs> but um, yeah, with Star Wars, like nothing's really changed. We still have the same team uh, over at LucasArts or Lucasfilm or whatever, wherever we work with. Um, but yeah, we still have the same people. Nothing's really changed much uh, since the Disney merger. Um, I guess if anything, it's kind of just opened us up to more options as far right. as like other yeah. Disney stuff. So if we have wanted to do that, it'd be uh, much more accessible. <laughs> Did you just say parts? I'm just saying, there's going to be a new Pirates of the Caribbean movie coming out soon. Go figure. And yeah. I don't know. Gee, I think there's some Star Wars too. <laughs> yeah. Who knows? Um, <laughs> <laughs> is there a Frozen table in the works? Who knows? Yeah, I'm just saying. Yeah, you know, obviously, yeah, it, it would open up just a huge, huge 
arena of tables you guys could do. I mean, it'd be unbelievable what uh, where you could go with that. Um, <laughs> the reactions in Blab for Frozen is like, no, 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 that that was just no. You know what it'd be? It'd be a magnet on the flipper. You know, so we'd hold the ball and then all of a sudden they let it would go. You know, it, it'd be like roller game where they're like, don't shoot, <laughs> shoot. Um, <laughs> in this case, it'd be like. Let Bobby, it go! Bobby, please um, don't take any design cues from us. We have no idea. <laughs> Writing an email to the team right yeah. now. <laughs> Just start. Yeah, something with tells me that the ideas that they come up with for crazy stuff that goes on the table are not even remotely uh, close to the lame levels that we could come up with. So. <laughs> um, uh, does does Zen have a Holy Grail license? Um. Yes and no. We've kind of already done it. (laughs) We had Star Wars as our holy grail for a really long time. Uh, Like I said, we worked with Marvel for so long. They kind of gave us our our wings in a way. (laughs) It's kind of a dorky thing to say. But yeah, we we got popular with Marvel and everybody loved that. So we were like, if we can ever do Star Wars, that's like our our, totally our holy grail. So yeah. You know, our team is super into Star Wars. Um, like I said, they're based out of Budapest, so they actually do uh, Star Wars like fan fiction videos in Hungarian. Oh, oh man, <laughs> that's how hardcore they are. That is hardcore. <laughs> I haven't actually seen them either of them, so that that would be kind of amusing, and and just hearing it in Hungarian. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Don't know what made the force be with you sound like there, but uh, that'd be kind of kind of amusing. No, I was just curious too because um, I mean, obviously, you just uh, inked a deal with Fox. That's why we have the Balls of Fury pack um, with what is it, Archer and Family Guy, American Dad, and Bob's Burgers. Um, interestingly enough, the art style on them is. Jared pointed it out. It really lends itself well to it's pinball, like, just know, that cell shaded look. Cell shaded, yeah. I really love the look of them. Yeah, that one, those ones, and the South Park, I think, really like did huge. Like they look amazing. I think those are my the cartoon ones are my favorite ones. <laughs> <laughs> I, it's just they're gorgeous. It worked out so well. I I'm really happy with the way they turned out. I know a lot of people are kind of wishy washy on the whole uh, Seth MacFarlane licenses but mm. i think they turned out great i'm really happy with them i think um from my perspective it's um i haven't actually got the packs i'll own up and i haven't actually bought the packs yet i think it's because i just don't have i don't watch the shows and i'm just mm-hmm. wondering what do you think for those people who maybe aren't that into the seth MacFarlane sort of work what do you think the games mm-hmm. offer um for those people who aren't like diehard fans I don't think you have to be diehard to be into them. Uh, there's, I mean, I watch a lot of Family Guy and American Dad and stuff, but there's a couple of references in there. I was like, what is this from? So I actually went and found them and was like, oh, I get it. That's funny. <laughs> right. But yeah, you don't have to be super hardcore into it. I think they're enjoyable without really knowing mm. the material. And it kind of goes back to what I was saying about how the more obscure licenses with Marvel, like it just kind of makes you go, oh, what is this? Yeah, this I still have no clue who Moon Knight is, but I enjoy the table all, right. all the same. <laughs> right? <laughs> it just makes me cur- more curious than anything going, what is up with this guy? I don't get this. But, all right, no, go, go try to do this mode. Yeah. Let's flip yeah, some balls around and see Moon what Knight was before my time, but apparently they were like, you want to do Moon Knight? Really? <laughs> <laughs> we were like, 
please? Can we? <laughs> sure, why not? Like, whatever. <laughs> like, there, there must be so much more scope in the Marvel universe for tables and themes and stuff. It's just such a massive universe to actually pick from theme-wise. So oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm sure you guys have got no problems with running out of um, tables or themes or other things you can do with that license. So it's uh, pretty good from that perspective for sure. Yeah, lots to pick from. Uh, like I said, when they were the, when they sorry when they were talking about doing Moon Knight, they were like, "You can pick anything, and you pick Moon Knight. What the heck?" <laughs> <laughs> and we're like, "We like Moon Knight." <laughs> I'm gonna go to the uh, to the uh, messages that we've been accumulating during this whole thing, and I'm just gonna kind of throw this out with: uh, Do you have to know um, is uh, Pinball Effects Three in the works? Yes, no, and how many more can we expect in the Pinball FX2 lineup? Uh, yeah, we're definitely working on the next iteration of our pinball games. Uh, I don't know what we've decided as far as a title or whatever, but um, yeah, we're working on it. Uh, we're definitely going to keep supporting Pinball FX2 until that happens, which I think we'll probably even support it until after, <laughs> just because you know people aren't going to want to you know buy it again and again, which means... We'll probably also have imports depending on the platform. So we're definitely going to try to avoid any repurchasing as far as new, you know, new versions of the game, new platforms, stuff like that. Like when PS4 came out, we wanted everything to be, you know, transferable from PS3 and Vita. So we did that. Um, but yeah, we'll definitely try to do that as, as much as we possibly can. Yeah. But yeah. yeah. I mean, I've noticed that the, the, the way Zen treats their customers, they've, always been exceedingly generous it seems with you know console migration um i mean to me the customer loyalty for them seems one of the primary things i mean they've never been hesitant when when ps3 or ps4 was coming out it was real soon we heard an announcement from zen saying oh yeah and you'll be able to migrate over no problem no additional cost to it Hmm. yeah it's super important to us um like i said nobody likes to rebuy the same stuff over and over again um, especially if you, you know, you get rid of your PS3 or you get rid of your Xbox 360. It's, you know, you still want to keep all that stuff, even if you don't have it hooked up. Right. So it's really important to us to keep that stuff going, um, you know, new platforms and new versions of the game and stuff like that. Um, anywhere the platform allows, we'll definitely do it. So That's awesome. Love to hear that. Um, what was the other question here in the peanut gallery I was looking for? Uh, ah, there's a tournament button on the PC version, but there were just two in the past. Is there more or less? Is this more or less a dead feature? Um, how often do you guys run tournaments on the PC? Oh, that's my fault. <laughs> <laughs> uh, just getting busy, and you know, if people aren't requesting something, it tends to get pushed back. So okay. we're all. I'm always talking to our community. Like Jared knows this. He's on the forums. Yeah. I'm on there pretty much every day. Um, but yeah, if people aren't requesting it. I tend to assume that they're not interested. Um, and that's something I have to set up with the team and schedule it out and, you know, plan the prizes and all that stuff. Um, so yeah, that's, that's my fault. It's not a dead feature. We just have been super busy this year with other things and, uh, lots of support issues. So hopefully those are calming down for the year, but <laughs> yeah, we definitely need to, need to do more tournaments for sure. One, thing one of our, one of our forum members, uh, uh, who has helped us with our Zen Pinball Book Club, which is the uh, Pinball Wiz 45B. He actually won the Portal tournament and got the Portal. Yeah. Hmm. So, hey, to which he says was... a very big thank you. But go ahead, Jared. One thing <laughs> I was uh, wondering about, I, I, I remember seeing the release of the eSports version on, was it iOS, Bobby? 
Um, yeah, mm-hmm. what can you tell us more about that? Because I know that esports uh, is becoming more and more of a thing now, um, and I'm just wondering if that product or that offering will actually move over into other geographies or um, other platforms. I think it's only iOS at the moment, right? Yeah, it's iOS right now. We definitely want to do more with it. Um, it just kind of depends on how well it does on iOS. Oh. Uh, we have a pretty big uh, community on iOS and Android. So what we'd like to do is do it on mobile, uh, or sorry, do it on Android. And then, uh, you know, if it takes off, we'd love to do it on console if possible. Um, I'm not sure what the rules are as far as like if it's considered gambling or whatever, since you do put in money um, or, you know, fake currency or whatever. But um, yeah, it, if that took off on mobile, we'd definitely look into it more. Yeah. I'm forming a league. Pinball Wiz is on my team. <laughs> totally. <laughs> I'm joining that league too. Totally. I called it. I called it. Um, <laughs> Shotgun. <laughs> is, do you guys. Um, do you guys develop for each platform individually, or do you kind of have a uh, a core uh, system that you develop on and then port everything over? Um, it kind of varies. So, like I said, with Wii U and uh, 3DS, right, we have to, have to spend some. a lot more time mm-hmm. on those. And, yeah. um, so it just depends on the platform. Uh, PC is fairly decent to work on. Uh, console, since we've been doing it for so long, is pretty good. Um, We've gotten our releases down to a science on mobile, so those are usually pretty smooth, uh, with the exception of like a few minor issues we've had right. in a while. But other than that, like it's we've gotten it down. <laughs> it's pretty good right now. With the, I'm gonna kind of ask about the lighting on Zen tables. Um, mm-hmm. Have you ever thought of, have they thought about putting in more dynamic style lighting? Because right now, although there is a lot of lighting going on, it's a fairly bright table, and you might say in a fairly bright room. Um, There's not a lot of shadowing or anything else like that. Um, Is that something that maybe could be coming in the future, or is the look of Zen the way that we're going to keep staying Uh, with No, it's pretty likely that we'll do it in the next iteration of our pinball game. Oh, okay. um, yeah, it's definitely something the team wants to do. I'm not sure if it was just a, a memory issue or, you know, technical issue that we had with the previous versions or if it just wasn't something they, you know, made a priority. But yeah, it's it's definitely something we're considering for the next for the next game. That'll be uh that'll be fun to see. Um I having come off the PlayStation 3 and then migrating over to the PC where I now have most of the tables. Um, one of the things that I'm missing is that on the PS3, we are able to do head-to-head competition. And on the PC, we cannot. Um, do you have any idea why that... Was that a PS3-only thing? I don't know if it was on Xbox or not. Um, but where you were able to set you know, score goals or uh, stuff like that, you could play in real time and see the other person's progress happening against your own. Right. We left that out, actually, because nobody used it. <laughs> So we had like a tiny percentage of people actually using the head-to-head multiplayer. So we left it out because it didn't seem like people were interested. And now that it's gone, people are like, where did it go? (laughs) So definitely something to think about for future, you know, future games. But I'm not sure if that's something they're going to put in. But I've definitely been uh, letting the team know that people really, really want it back. 
Yeah, it's not something that I used all the time, but it was also one of those just it was a unique way of playing the tables differently than what you were used to. And it actually inspired uh, helped inspire me to come up with we do a, a pinball tournament every month with the uh, pinball arcade games and realizing how much fun it is to actually compete against somebody right then in real time. Um, we used to also do something we called racing, yeah. <laughs> which was uh, we would we'd pick a table and say, okay, you have five minutes, come back in five minutes, tell us what your score is. And that was directly uh, taken off of what I used to do with the uh, with Zen 2 on PS3. Awesome. Yeah, that's kind of what we do with the eSports app. It's like uh, you either get one ball or you get a certain amount of time mm-hmm. or, you know, certain parameters that you, you know, see who gets the, who gets the highest score in a certain amount of time or with one ball or whatever. That's cool. It's fun. It just changes the way you, you play pinball. It changes your entire strategy set. So, yeah, yeah. it's a great way to play. Yeah, it, it's funny because when I did do the migration from PS3 to Steam, uh, the thing that really got me was uh, you guys went and did a Humble Bundle sale. And then also on Steam, you've never been shy about putting the tables on sale. Um, just kind of curious, uh, is this a case of you trying to get as big of a customer base as possible and hoping that once you've hooked them, they'll keep buying? Or is it after a certain amount of time, you're just kind of like, ah, let's discount it, you know, <laughs> for, for temporarily. I don't know. I Usually it's the very most recent table that doesn't get the sale, but everything else, I mean, you know, you'll do flash sales of 50% off, 60, or, you know, 75% off. It's crazy. Yeah, we, <laughs> I think it's pretty obvious. <laughs> uh, a big reason why we do that, you know, we're pretty aggressive about sales because we're really proud of our game and we really want more people to play it. Um, a big part of why our CEO started the company was to get kids involved in pinball because it's kind of a dying, well, not now, but at the time it was kind of dying out. You can't really find real life pinball tables out in the wild. Uh, so they really wanted to, you know, keep that going and, by doing sales, that kind of helps a little bit. <laughs> it helps a lot of bit because I wouldn't have had it on the PC if uh, if it wasn't for those. Yeah. Um, you know, again, because I I I don't know. I have probably twelve or sixteen tables on the PS3, and it was that case of, oh God, do I really want to rebuy? Uh, you know, don't know, but yeah. that made it very very easy. <laughs> Yeah, it's not hard when you can go, you know, get 20 tables for like 10 bucks on a humble bundle. That's exactly what happened. I was like, yeah. <laughs> okay, take my money. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And, then, and, not yeah. To. <laughs> and the thing I love about like the humble bundle sales is even if you wind up uh, having duplicate tables, well, then you gift them to other people. I mean, it, yeah. it's a really great way of. Of, of spreading it around and, and being like, yeah, check this F out. You know? Yeah, we definitely love participating in sales and especially Humble Bundle. Um, like uh, like you said, you can get so many tables for so cheap and help out charity. And, you know, even if you have duplicates, you can just give them away and get more people interested. And then they're like, hey, what is this? So I've had a lot of people come into the forums, you know, saying, oh, hey, somebody gifted this to me, and now I'm hooked. That's right. So Isn't that, to hear that, that must be so know, <laughs> It's pretty obvious. <laughs> With the uh, the latest table releases, I've kind of noticed that they've been moving away from the, you know, absolute total fantasy elements, like uh, I think Infinity Gauntlet is really very heavily mm-hmm. fantasy, um, to builds that could almost be actual real tables. I'm just kind of curious, 
is there any consideration, much like what Pro Pinball has done with their full throttle table, of making actual physical tables out of some of your uh, some of the stuff you've done? Uh, what's really most important to us is creating tables that not just take advantage of our physics model that we've been honing for quite a while now, yeah. uh, but also take advantage of the fact that we're creating, you know, a digital pinball table with mini games um, and stuff that you just can't do on real pinball tables. So we want to keep it so that it feels like the real thing without getting, but without getting too bogged down in the physical side. Mm -hmm. So one example is a skill shot in our family guide table. Um, if you do it just right, you can hit Peter, uh, the 3D model of Peter with the ball, resulting in a skill shot and a pretty funny animation. Uh, we love what we do on the digital side, but when it comes to realistic stuff, um, the physics are pretty much <laughs> the only part of that. Yeah, right. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I mean, again, I just noticed, I think it was, uh, uh, I'm not sure which table. It was one of the very recent ones, though, that even uh, the targets, that stand-up targets that would move side to side on the play field, there was now a little trough that you could see. So it was like there's there's a lot of thought in, in terms of, well, if this were a real table, yes, this is logically where it would come up, not just uh, mm -hmm. things magically appearing um, like Back in the day, I, you know, if you played Rome, all of a sudden a ramp would magically, you know, <laughs> materialize, glow, materialize and glow across the screen. Oh, that's where the ball was going to go. Oh, I didn't know that until I actually hit it there. You know, um, so the, that's why I was kind of curious, because there seems to be much more of a, a, a push to make it look like a physical table would actually be. Yeah. And it kind of depends on the designer. Like I said, we have quite a few um, different designers that have favorite things that they like and certain features that they want to include on a table, you know, just to see what it's like, <laughs> uh, see how the players like it and stuff like that. So it does vary. But yeah, we have been uh, kind of moving towards that, uh, the whole realistic thing, kind of, in a way, kind of. <laughs> except the 3D models, like jumping all over the place. And yeah. doing so do you take a does does Zen in general take offense um, when people Amongst our pinball community, we hear it a lot where uh, they'll say, oh, Zen is more of a video game rather than a pinball game. And I'm always of the opinion, well, if it's flippers in a ball and it's all going down towards the center, it's pinball. I mean, that's to me, you know, the very definition physics. Uh, mm. Well, unless the physics are, you know, just, you know, underwater floaty. <laughs> it's it's still, it you know. The ball is rolling on a flat surface coming at you is pinball, but a lot of people get distracted by all the 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 digital goings on on the, on the outskirts of the table. But from what you're saying though, that's kind of what Zen is embracing, going like, yeah, no, this is this is us. This is what separates us, you know, from a physical table. Oh yeah, definitely. I mean, we don't call it pinball effects for no reason. Uh, there's definitely <laughs> you know additional yeah, there's additional stuff on there, but Kind of at the same time, most of our tables, uh, without the 3D models flying all over the place, uh, could probably be made into a real table, mm -hmm. which I think is cool. I mean, you wouldn't have, you know, Infinity Gauntlet flipping upside down, oh, but right. the basic layout <laughs> of the table is fairly realistic. They hang you upside down. Here, play yeah. it now. <laughs> you <laughs> You're in full body harness, right? Yeah. Um, <laughs> welcome to our skydiving table. Uh, is there... <laughs> Is there any idea that has just been like too crazy for even you guys to implement? Um, no, no. I don't think so. <laughs> a lot of people are like, oh, you should do this crazy thing. And we're like, okay, sure. Sure. Let's do it. We'll give it a go. That sounds <laughs> yeah. awesome. Let's do that. <laughs> Usually those uh, too crazy ideas get put into mini games like 
uh, like the Star Wars tables have little like shooter mini games mm-hmm. or like speeder bike mini games, stuff like that. Yeah. So. Okay. And I think that I always looked at those know. as those are more of your video mode, hmm. right? What, what would have appeared on a DMD screen, more or less, um, mm-hmm. just it actually has the still the the weight of a ball bouncing around. <laughs> I'd love to see. Um, just personally, I'd love to see coming back into some of the uh, designs for those designs who are like true pinball fans. Um, love to see things like old school EM things like roto targets and stuff like that coming back in somewhere in the game in fact there, some games do <laughs> sort of yeah, some, some games i think oh what one was it oh, the name escapes me but it does sort of have a roto target style mechanism i'm sure some of the guys in the um uh the chat will be able to confirm which one that is but yeah it's always like you know just uh king of <laughs> people been saying king of diamonds that type of thing um but yeah that those sort of you know pinball mechanical things um i I don't know maybe it's um not the right fit for zen but they're really fun to interact with on the table um so you know something good and solid to hit when you're actually shooting around is it's kind of really satisfying so yeah um i like that sort of thing when i see those sort of things in zen tables it goes oh yeah cool i can bash away at that and it's really yeah (laughs) bobby do you have what's your favorite what's my favorite table Mm -hmm. Mm, it would have to be it's probably going to have to be one of the the Star Wars ones. I think it might be. The, oh, I always forget the name of it. It's the one with the um, at at in it that just comes out in the middle of the playfield. Episode five. Uh, yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah, that one. It's it's really fun to play that one. Yeah, I love the flow awesome. on it. I love the the way you interact with all the toys in the middle. It's just really fun. My personal has always been Iron Man, and really, yeah. <laughs> interestingly enough, right. Um, That's the most hated table. <laughs> it, yeah, it, people hate that one. <laughs> it's, it's hard. A, it's a brutal table. I've only ever seen the middle of the table open up with the big beastie coming out of it once, mm-hmm. and I had no idea what to do and immediately drained the ball. <laughs> and I was like, oh, crap, it's going to take me forever to get back to this. Um, but there's something about it that I have. I just like going back to over and over again. Um, it, it's really kind of, kind of interesting. Uh, the other table that... Um, I like Wolverine a lot, and I think that was the first Zen table that I felt was very close to what could have been a realistic table. Um, and then uh, I do like Super League football, and mm-hmm. I think that's my just the oddball scoring. I could care less about what the actual score is. I'm concerned about winning the the match. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's all I care about. So um, that's another really popular one as well. I know Zenia uh, says that he loves yeah the Zen football table, and I must admit. Tossing it between the two, the Zen football is there's something about that table as well. It reminds me of World Cup Soccer '94 a little bit, but mm-hmm. it's still got the variety and the the challenge of both score and goals. It's yeah, it's really good the way they've done that one. So yeah, that's another favorite of mine too. I know what is it? Uh, uh, fear, uh, fear itself. Mm-hmm. That's also a really fun one. Um, just a unique table, uh, just in terms of each time you knock down one of the. Uh, or start one of the modes and what there's like seven of them. It's a completely different way of what you have to shoot and what the goals are. So it's uh, definitely one of those tables where you need to know your routes and, and know your angles on. And so that one's a lot of fun too. Um, I haven't played much other than the demos of the new ones. Cause wait for that steam sale. Um, <laughs> and, uh, 
I can't. On Android. <laughs> we don't get demo previews on Android, so I just have to look at the the video. Oh, and that's right. Go, ah. Jared had commented that Plants vs Zombies is not available on Android. Is that a licensing issue that it was only available on certain platforms, or? Mm. Um, I can't remember. I think so. Uh, I know we definitely tried to get it out on mobile, but. I don't remember what went wrong with it. I think it was a licensing thing. I'd have to look through my email, but yeah, unfortunately we can't do that one on mobile, which is really, really crappy because that's totally a favorite. Everybody's been asking for it. So it's it's funny because that's one of those that I didn't, I didn't particularly enjoy the first time I played it. And then I went over to a friend's house and he had a 3d TV and I saw it in 3d and my jaw (laughs) dropped. It was a, it was a completely different table for me. Um, suddenly, I recognized what I was supposed to do and where everything was, and you know, just the space was incredible. I think that's also the first time that I thought about the dynamic lighting of how it would help some of these tables because some of them are so colorful mm-hmm. and have so much going on that you start kind of losing where the levels, uh, you know, the various levels are. Um, right. But we also found it really funny with the Excalibur table. Uh, because we all think that the new Stern Game of Thrones table just basically ripped that one off. <laughs> it's virtually the same layout. I haven't played that um, one yet, so I can't comment, but dang. <laughs> yeah, no, because Excalibur's been out for, what, two years, maybe? Maybe longer? Um, uh, it's pretty and, old. Yeah, it's somebody, somebody put up much a... older than the mobile release. <laughs> oh, Right. Okay, but but somebody threw up a side by side picture and it was just like, ooh, <laughs> okay, I, <laughs> interesting. <laughs> flattering. One, wonder what Hungarian copyright laws are like, because uh, <laughs> I think one just got violated. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, one of the. Um, I I know I have a personal request. Yeah. Oh yeah, one of the. I was gonna say I have a personal request for for tables that I would like to see come to Zen. Okay. Um, I want Cowboy Bebop. And I want Ghost in the Shell. Oh, dang. <laughs> and uh, both of them, you know, Japanese anime, and they damn well better have the music from them. But I think they would be, just based off the animated tables you guys have been putting out, um, that's just my personal wish list. Okay. You know, maybe an Akira, uh, an Akira table where everything just turns to ooze. That'd be awesome, yeah. too. Uh, <laughs> we get a lot of anime requests, actually. Imagine getting Akira. That would be such a massive license. There's so many. That's such a cult hit out there. That would be pretty huge. Mm-hmm. One of the other questions that was... Well, like I said, the wizard mode of that would just involve, you know, all the ramps turning into tentacles and the whole thing just, like, turning into a pile (laughs) of gooey, bloody mush. (laughs) Again, no ideas too crazy, right? No, (laughs) no. So, yeah, one of the questions coming in uh, was... how? Why didn't we see any of some of the FX1 tables on Steam? Again, was that some sort of licensing thing? Because some uh, of them suck. They're super, super old, and we'd have to totally remake them. Uh, uh, they were built yeah. in old tech, and we do everything uh, from the ground up. So everything we have, we've made ourselves. We haven't bought elsewhere. So we'd have to totally redo those tables for Steam if we ever wanted to add them there. I've seen some of those initial tables, too. And obviously, you guys, your your art ability has gotten so, so much better um, just in terms of being able to see what the heck is going on. Mm-hmm. Rather, because I, I, I want to say it was the um, I want to say it's the Ninja Gaiden table that was out on PS3. And it was just basically a whole lot of red. <laughs> and it was really <laughs> tough to, to figure out what the heck was going on. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, Hey, one thing I remember um, 
observing when I was on Android, and I think it was uh, one of the tables in the Star Wars collection. They uh, one of the that particular designer who worked on the table implemented the realistic slingshots, where it actually had pretty good power in them, and they really flung the ball around, almost like a like a real scare quotes real table. <laughs> um, so is that? I think at the time the designers said, "Hey, thanks for thanks for calling on that. I'm trying to get the other designers to do the same thing." Um, is there is when a designer, I guess, tunes the table? It's really up to them how they tune it, or is there like a baseline set of requirements that makes it like um, a, like a baseline Zen set, and then the designer can go in and tweak a few other things? How does that work? Um, nope, it's totally up to the designer. So if they want really strong slingshots, you get really strong slingshots. Right. Um, and you've probably seen on the forums, people will complain about certain things and they'll be like, oh, okay, we'll go back and change it if everybody totally hates it. Okay. So, um, I mean, certain things. We don't go back and change a whole table just because somebody's like, it's too green or something. <laughs> yeah. No. <laughs> but, I know yeah, for the most part, it's up to the designer. I know at the time, too. Well, that's if you play, because I still have uh, uh, Zen and then Zen 2 on PS3. And if you play under that physics model that was under the initial Zen release and then play those same tables under Pinball or Zen 2 or Pinball FX 2, it, it's remarkable the difference in feel of what happens. And you can tell where the where the effort was you know put into. So it is interesting. Um how there can be a different approach to to the same table, basically. Uh, let's, let's see. What, oh, yeah, that was the uh, that question. Uh, hey, gang, in the forum, if you have any other questions, throw them up rather quickly because I think our time here is just about over. Yeah. And we will be happy to uh, pass those questions along. <laughs> is there anything... I know <laughs> is there is there any surprises that you uh, can maybe hint at uh, coming our way that we can come to expect in the coming months? Oh geez, I can't give anything specific, but we do have uh, some old old licenses uh, coming back and some new licenses coming in. We have some original stuff, um, so you name it, we're doing it. Awesome. <laughs> Lots of uh, I saw our timeline for the next couple of years. It's going to be crazy. <laughs> Ooh, a couple of years. I like the sound of that. What yeah. is your uh, typical release? Are you guys on a, uh, about three times a year you do a release or four times a year? What is your, the basic goal? Um, it depends. Um, this year, I think we did, how many have we done so far? I think originally our plan was 12 this year, but I think it got bumped down to 10. Um, I'd have to go back and look through our But then, our calendar, but, but, but yeah. then you just bundle them in packs is basically how that yeah. works. Okay. It usually averages out to about one a month. Okay. Um, you know. Here, here's a question uh, from Ksenia. I'm still never, never going to pronounce that correctly, Ksenia. dude. Sorry. Um, <laughs> one of the things he still finds difficult is understanding the rules of each table. Um, there's ex explanations offline, but it would be cool to have them in the game. Are there any plans of maybe doing that? Man, we already talked about um, Steve's guides. His The community guides that he writes are just amazing. It would be so, so cool to have a feature where we could just include his guide in, you know, where the in the table guide itself on the game in the game. So um, I'm not sure if that's something they're thinking of, but I will definitely uh, pass along the suggestion. <laughs> I think um, I know, I know Pinball Arcade does it now. 
I know that on some tables, I know on Twilight Zone, there were like 700 pages of rules when they had to do it. Mm -hmm. So there's definitely an overhead. Yeah, it's kind of ridiculous. To, to doing it. But I think because of the way you, the way Zen designs the tables, there's probably, because you're not having to sort of reverse engineer the rules, you know them from the outset. There's a, mm -hmm. There is an opportunity there, I think, um, to, to actually make it embedded. But um, yeah, a little bit easier than trying to have to rewrite the rules, like essentially trying to right. them, which is a real drag. I'm sure that the, the yeah. guys going, <laughs> and it's also kind of well, we don't want to give away everything about the table right up front. Yeah. So yeah. we like people to kind of figure it out on their own and explore it a little bit. Um, you know, when you play a game and like the tutorial is like being way too draggy and like yeah. saying everything mm -hmm. you need to do. It's like, okay, I know how to shoot. Come on. <laughs> But yeah, so it's kind of hard to toe the line between not enough and too much information. So and that's probably um, a good point to to make there too, Bobby, is the fact that while Farsight are actually releasing tables that you know are already out in the market and have been in a lot of cases for about twenty years, and there's heaps of information out there, it's not really like there's any spoilers that they need to keep. But you're essentially right. releasing brand new, unique products to the market, and it yeah, like having a walkthrough like release with the game kind of probably defeats the purpose of the enjoyment. So I get, I get that. Yeah. yeah and especially with how we release it alongside like movies and stuff, yeah. like when we did Ultron, mm -hmm. we had to try really hard not to throw in any like big spoilers, spoilers. either in the, the table guide or the table itself and just ruin it for everyone. <laughs> yeah, true. Yeah. That must be a really hard balancing act. <laughs> yeah. I was going to say, I think my problem with, with understanding the rules of the table always came down to the fact that, uh, Instructions would be giving being given on the DMD screen, but the ball was still rolling around. <laughs> so it was it was one thing that Williams was really good about understanding in terms of capture the ball, let the information come out on the on the screen, and then release the ball so that you can you know go ahead and and do what you need to be doing. Mm -hmm. um, that was always probably the most difficult thing for me in, in understanding any of the tables because like wait I haven't captured the ball I'm trying to read the DMD I don't know what to do ah! you know <laughs> um, panic and then you lose the ball <laughs> and, yeah so and, and something that has yeah and something that has gotten a lot better too with the more recent tables again is just the insert lighting um, what's glowing what's telling you to shoot here um, has gotten a lot better than as opposed to I mean I still cannot make heads or tails out of Tesla yes, that table's just <laughs> Have no idea. I don't think you ever will if you haven't by now. <laughs> I certainly can't. <laughs> I have no clue what you're even remotely trying to do, how to move the little gauge, nothing, because I'm like, I don't see a blinky light. I see many blinky lights, but nothing that's screaming at me, you know, to, for what to do. So I think, again, your designers have gotten much better at understanding that, how to approach, um, you know, it, it's lessons that obviously, you know, the pinball manufacturers had learned over the course of, you know, 40, 50 years, and uh, you're squeezing into a real quick <laughs> yeah. time window for, for learning, and, and uh, it's amazing what, what has come out. Um, how many tables are you up to? Oh, geez. Um, past 60, I think. Wow. That's incredible. <laughs> yeah. It's I think on mobile, uh, we just released the 55th one. <laughs> So we've got to be past 60 total as far as like wow. all the old tables go. Yeah, wow. Well, uh, since we're going to be picking our next uh, Zen book uh, club tables, uh, probably in our next uh, uh, podcast next week, Bobby, maybe you can suggest uh, three tables for us to focus on and, uh, and we'll let you be the one that picks them for us. Yeah, that's good. Oh, dang. 
so long as we own them that's the that's the yes. caveat we don't <laughs> own them we're gonna have to go with something else but <laughs> yeah you'll have to let me know what you've already done and i'll i'll help suggest oh well, we've only done so far uh i'm playing super league jared is playing ghost rider and uh kai who is not with us today he was playing fantastic four yeah nice uh have you guys done epic quest yet no but i do have that i do too i love that one that's my first suggestion. Okay. Epic <laughs> Quest. Epic Quest, and then you guys don't have the new tables yet? No. I'm missing the last eight. Oh, dang, you're behind. I am behind. <laughs> Me too. Well, there wasn't, um, a, there wasn't a Steam yet? Summer Sale, so that was... Yeah, no, I haven't played South Park, I mean, other than the demo. I do have South Park. <sighs> um, you should do South Park. You should get it. Yeah. Email me, and I'll give you a code. You have to do South Park. <laughs> 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 the super sweet table is... Uh, super sweet. It's super sweet. sweet. <laughs> I've, I've mentioned it. I'm, I'm a uh, camera assistant for motion picture industry. And one of my very, very first jobs, and I did it as a freebie, um, was for South Park. And it was filming the Mr. Hankey commercial from the very first season. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. So I go way back with them. <laughs> that, wow, there you go. That's something. Mr. Hankey is probably my favorite part of the table. Yeah. The, the poop multi-ball. That's <laughs> great. I did the three brown balls. Uh, yeah, they didn't tell me it was going to happen and I was playing it. I was laughing so I was crying. Me too. I just went, oh my goodness, it's like the, it's like the stern South Park table, but way, way better. Oh. <laughs> like I said, even with the demo that I played, it was immediately, I was just like, oh my God, that Sega one just sucks. Yeah, uh, we can, I don't need to play that one ever again. I'm really looking forward to, uh, again, I haven't purchased it. I think that was when my purchasing had stopped was the Deadpool table. Um, That's just a little I've played of the demo I've been cracking up at it and especially now seeing that the movie's coming out um, I mean obviously yours isn't rated R but <laughs> it's still good it's enough it's pretty edgy yeah, for a zen table I think it is yeah definitely um, it's, it's, it's a fun table to play well, Bobby, uh, I think that is uh, we've 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 pretty much covered everything I can think of regarding Zen so far. Um, it's been a real pleasure. Thank you so much for coming in and talking to us. Yeah, totally. Sorry, I was such a pain in the butt to try to schedule. <laughs> yeah, no worries. And uh, please, anytime, if you want to uh, pop in and uh, give us some updates on what's going on with uh, Zen, don't hesitate to ask. We'll we'll log in and. Uh, Promote the hell out of it. Oh, thanks. <laughs> yeah, totally. Tons of new stuff coming. So once we announce it, anytime. Okay, that has been Bobby Lorcher, also known as Barbie Babam. You can follow her at Twitter at uh, Barbie Babam. And uh, while I'm mentioning Twitter, well, go ahead and follow Jared Morgs at Jared Morgs and myself at Shut Your Traps. Or you can follow the podcast itself at Blockade. Uh, we will be returning next week. Probably with regular scheduled programming, uh, which means none of you will download. Uh, <laughs> oh, we've got two weeks of interviews. Give us more. Well, you know, if you know anybody over at Stern, send them our way. Um, yeah, totally. Because <laughs> then we'll ask them about the Stern bowl, pinball app, and they'll shut up and not talk to us. Yeah. <laughs> uh, any other business you want to cover, Jared? Um, nothing at my end. It's now like about quarter to eight, so I should probably do some work. You should go to work. That would be a good <laughs> thing. Yes. I always forget about that, that, uh, him being on the opposite side of the world and in the future, it's Monday for him and Sunday for us. So <laughs> <laughs> do indeed. Yeah. 
Yeah, he, he's a, he's rather chipper for uh, being here early on a Monday morning. <laughs> yeah, six o'clock in the morning on the oh, dot goodness. is when I get to the office. <laughs> I can do these recordings because I'm dedicated. <laughs> <laughs> all righty well again i'd like to uh thank bobby for coming on with us jared for being there bonzo for who the hell knows where he is but he should have been here um <laughs> i have been shut your traps aka chris freebus we will talk to you all again next week bye-bye welcome to the billionaires club wizardamusement.com the West Coast leader in classic pinball. Makers of custom pinball shooter rods to buyer specifications. Swap out your standard ball plunger with something themed to your specific table. Installs in less than five minutes with no custom tools. Even if you don't own a table, looks great as a pinball memento to admire. Prices start at $39, but mention Blockade Podcast to receive 10% off your order. Wizardamusement.com. Sales, restoration, customization. Remember to leave a review on iTunes or any podcasting channel Blockade is distributed through. We can't improve unless you tell us how. Until next time, remember... Do not worry, be happy.